at the Lutheran Church, corner of 18th and Locust. Some of you have been there. I know some persons in the room, and we are really honored to be able to share some of our story of growth in serving our neighborhood. So we're going to do that in three blocks. I'm going to share a little bit generally, and then I'm going to use some props here to introduce you to two other parts of our story that really help us think about serving within our context and being connected to the community in which God has planted us to serve. So we are an anchor on Locust Street, and we're really happy to be that, but we're not an anchor in isolation. We are working with other anchors to be a church home of welcome and connection within the 18th and Locust neighborhood. And so if you could look really closely, you can't look really closely, but Larisha, Shai, Kaylee, Chloe, Dakarian, and Nathan, they're in this picture, leaders at Hephatha in some really, really critical ways. And your hearing of their stories as far as the ministries that they lead at Hephatha, I know will be compelling to you. So what directs our church life as far as our context connection it's the suffering of our neighbor, right? It is that uh, parable of the Good Samaritan, right? You know, and we recognize that we also are constantly receiving help. Some Good Samaritan is constantly coming our way. And in our Christian tradition, we would say, well, definitely that's always Jesus in whatever disguise he may be turning up in. He's always coming to our aid and he's always the one in the ditch as well. So we take that, uh, that connection to the gospel very seriously. I have to say, if there's one overarching way that we, to borrow Zach's phrase, keep our finger on the pulse of the neighborhood, it is through our children. Listening to our children, saying out loud in worship, Jesus put children at the center of his ministry, so should the church. And so I was delighted when Larisha, who serves at Hopkins Lloyd School and at Ephatha, and Shai, mother of four, leading in our coalition on that emergency, I was delighted when they said yes right away they would come and share today because we want to open with Chloe and, are Chloe and Kaylee reading? All of them. All of them are reading, fantastic. So you'll meet all of Shai's children in the course of the presentation. Who's starting? Nathan. Nathan it is. This is Nathan, then Dakarian, Kaylee, and Chloe. If you're wondering, yes, they're twins. <laughs> I'm going to give you the mic for the recording as well so that those who are going to listen to the recording later will also be able to hear what you're reading. And if you just hold that Bible up for a minute, um, the Spark Bible, if you don't use it in your congregation as far as relating with children, we strongly recommend it. And uh, we try to literally, I mean this, give away as many of these as we can. It's a great accessible kids' Bible. Could you, on hold this for your brother and then... We'll let you hold this on your own so that you're, you're double recorded here. Jesus blessed the children. Jesus traveled all around the land to tell people about God, good, good news about God, love. One day, one day was, one day Jesus was talking to a large crowd of, a large crowd. It seemed that there, there was always always of, of a crowd of children. The children had to stand on their tippy toes or sit on their parents' shoulders just to see Jesus' people. There was, a, was, where, 
always on grassy, grassy hill, laughing and smiling and waiting for Jesus to tell them more about God. God loves you and you and you. Jesus said he wants you to love other people too. One mom said, I want my children to hear what Jesus is saying. Other parents one of their children to hear Jesus too. They move closer and don't let their children down on the grass. When small boy tug them on the corner of Jesus row and Jesus turned around. Hey, Jesus says smiling and bit down. All the ants with the children standing nearby. But the disciples called it the parents. What do you think you're doing? Jesus is too important and too busy and to be seen to talk to these children. To talk to these children. Move your children back. Move your children back. When Jesus heard the disciples. When Jesus heard the disciples say these words. He stood up and turned back. To the grown ups. What do you mean? Jesus said to the disciples, these children, these children are as important to me as you are. I want to bend down and look in their eyes and tell them about God's love too. Never stop anyone from coming to see me, especially children. Let the children come sit on my knee. Children like these are a part of God's big family too. Then Jesus knelt down to look each child in their eyes. Come sit with me, Jesus said, and I will tell you about the love of God, my Father. Jesus sat on the grass with all the children and told them, told all the boys and girls about God and God's family. Then Jesus put his hand on every girl and boy's head and blessed them saying, remember God, and I will love you just the way you are. Then Jesus stood up and said to all the grown-ups, remember my words, whoever does not love God like, I mean, whoever does not love God like a child won't be part of God's family. That's Mark 10. One of the guiding passages for our congregation if I had to pick two others, one would be Matthew 25, hungry, thirsty, lonely, naked, sick, in prison. 
and the other would be Luke chapter 4, because along with the charity, charity is not a dirty word, we've just misused it, along with the charity of Matthew 25 is the justice advocacy work, Luke 4. Holy Spirit is upon Jesus to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim the year of, of the Lord, good news to the poor. So these three passages really guide our witness at Hephatha, and we attempt to be faithful to them as best we can as an imperfect church in an imperfect world led by imperfect people. I have these props to help us go forward from this Spark Bible reading into these two particular components of our ministry. So would, um, would you pass the Spark Bible to Larisha? Thanks to Karyon. So, and Larisha's gonna speak momentarily. All of, our, all of our gospel reading helps inform our connection to Hopkins Lloyd Community School. This is the public school three blocks to our east. We've been able to be of use in keeping that building a part of MPS when it was going to be sold. We've been able to be of use in doing a peace award there for over 30 years for children. We're able to be of use at the school. And Larisha's gonna tell you some of the ways that we're of use there momentarily. And then I'm going to say we want the sacraments, we want scripture and the sacraments to be uh, connected to that, using Zach's phrase, that pulse of our ministry in the neighborhood. One of the ministries that Shai leads with us is called Cooking with Coal. So Coal is Coalition on Lead Emergency. We'll talk more about it in a minute. But you know, we receive the Holy Bread of Communion and the Holy Cup of Communion, but we're also concerned that those who are spiritually fed at church be physically fed at church, yes? And so we have a meal every Sunday. We have Cooking with Coal. Shai will tell you about it. We have other ways that there can always be physical and spiritual food at the church. That's a necessity for us in our witness. Our baptismal connection to the community is based upon our understanding that baptism is for all people, so is Holy Communion. So we try to break down the fences. The church isn't like the keeper of the sacraments, but the one to make sure they are shared. So all welcome at the font, all welcome at the meal, all ages welcome at the font and at the meal. But at our baptism font at Hephatha, starting about, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago, more than that, eight, nine years ago, we started to filter our water at the church because we have water that comes off of a lead lateral. And we discovered that a third of the children on our church block are lead poisoned. And in Hopkins Lloyd Community School, they're running at 35, 36% special ed children. Our current parish nurse used to be the nurse at Hopkins. And she was like, this is lead. This is lead. So we filter the water as we baptize. And then we say, well, it's not just the baptismal water that needs to be clean. Their water needs to be clean, right? Their water, right? We want that baptismal water lead-free. And we, I say this, part of our liturgy now, to just rush down that middle aisle of Hephatha right out the door. We will not be satisfied until people talk about lead poisoning and someone says, well, I've never heard about that. Tell me that story. I don't know about that. That's what we're going for. So Larisha will talk about our connection in the gospel with Hopkins Lloyd Community School. Larisha is also a Sunday school teacher at Hephatha, assisting minister at Hephatha. You name it, she does it. <laughs> she grew up at Hephatha and at Hopkins. I think I should stand, I'm sorry. Um, hi, Larisha Love, community school coordinator over at Hopkins Lloyd Community School, also a young faithful adult. 
at Hepatha. Um, so I actually was placed at Hopkins because the job had opened, pastor sent me the application. It was like, this is your calling, go. I just came from construction. I was like, no, no. Um, but it's officially been a year and it's been the best year of my life. Um, so my job there is to be able to provide resources and opportunities to families that I didn't have growing up in that area. So I live around a corner from the school, grew up in the school, my whole family went to the school. Um, so it's a deep connection. And so like Pastor said, the um, church played a huge role in the school staying open. I think every year Hopkins is in the talk of being closed. Um, so we went through a couple merges and then we became a community school. So we're a part of a partnership with others, with 16 other community schools and NPS. Um, so we just get a little bit more TLC. Um, so we rely on our community, our community partners, our community residents to help our building go around and help with the place a huge part in making sure that our school remains open, our students remain fed, loved and cared for. Um, so a couple of the things that we do that came from Habitha that we have implemented in our school building is the Strong Baby Sanctuary that's giving pregnant or expecting moms, um, that is the same thing, uh, expected pregnant moms and uh, babies under, I think it's 12 months. Um, Kids under six especially because of the lead, but yes. um, babies. So we're providing those parents with um, all baby necessities so our families have the opportunity to come together at the school with the meal um, and get all baby needs that they need, have deep conversations, meet with other parents, um, just let them know that they're not alone. Um, Habitha always opens their doors to all of our programs. So we just had our Christmas program there that had over 200 people that was there. Um, we got a huge donation of 100 gifts and then someone kindly blessed the church and pastor kindly blessed us. So every child that was in attendance got to walk away with two free gifts. Um, so the smiles on those kiddos faces was very heartwarming um, because a lot of those kids probably would not have received gifts. Um, if it was not for those donations and pastor always opening up the doors and being loving to us. Um, we have a program called Families and Schools Together. It's teaching the parents how to be leaders to their families, um, how to protect their families, how to care for their families, how to defend it for their families. My mom, who's also a Sunday school teacher and a very committed adult and Habitha, is a community partner for FAST. So we have people that is always in the church, always in our school building, making sure that our babies are taken care of, making sure that they have everything that they need. Um, also, after we do fast on those Mondays, our families transition over to Cooking with Coal to receive those resources because once again, a lot of our families are in need, they are in poverty. I didn't come from much, so I can just imagine now with the cost of living, how everything is going that our families now are truly, truly struggling. So just some of the things that Habitha does to make sure that the doors at Hopkins remain open and to make sure that our families remain safe. These photos are from the holiday program that Larisha directed for Hopkins Lloyd Community School, which as you can see, we were able to host in the sanctuary. And then there's Larisha in her workplace. And this is the sharing of the gifts afterwards, Larisha with some of us serving that day. And then through our connection with just one more meal ministry, you know, the goal is to give the best meal you can for your guests, right? So this was ham, this was turkey. There's a woman of our church, she and her husband make the best cheesy potatoes on the planet. <laughs> so I said to them, we need your cheesy potatoes. I wish I had a picture of this. She's walking up, because the whole place was parked full that night. So she's walking with a wagon. She brought a wagon along, because she knew she'd have to park out. And she's got it loaded with cheesy potatoes. She had to make two trips. They were really good, though, weren't they? So our goal is to, you'll really 
give our best, share our best. We do nothing alone. Everything is in partnership. Everything is in partnership. Shai, you and your beautiful children are going to share our baptismal connection. We call it lead-free baptismal living. Our goal to be a very critical part of Milwaukee becoming a lead-free city. Shai's beautiful children again, Dakarian, Nathan, Chloe and Kaylee. This is not their first presentation. They are very accustomed to making presentations. Thank you. Thank you all for having us. So um, I can't tell you my role at Cole or at Heavitha Lutheran Church without giving you just slight background um, for me and my children. Um, I never need to my son asked me yesterday, well, did you write anything down? And I'm like, no. And I never write anything down since I've worked at this job. Why? Because it's my story. Um, my son, my oldest son is 17 um, now, but from the day I brought him home from the hospital all the way up until the age of five is when I found out that he was being lead poisoned. So um, it hit home for me, you know, and so Outside of that, there has been, it's been a journey. He's 17 now. So of course he has lived his life with the effects of being lead poison all the way up until now. And I am a proud mom. Um, so yeah, so that's why I got into this work. That's why I wanted to bring awareness to it and help other families. Um, a couple of the things that we do um, is centered around 5 through 206, which is where Heavitha Lutheran Church is located and 53205, those two zip codes are the most impacted, heaviest impacted, and has the most children with the highest um, lead levels in the city. So of course, those are our targeted zip codes. Though we, those are our targeted zip codes, we service the Milwaukee, the whole Wisconsin. Anyone, we don't, we don't turn anyone away. Um, so what we'd like to do is for one, I'll start with the parents and um, the photo, um, with the dress on is um, definitely something that we do with the parents. We do a um, lead education uh, seminar and it's a two-day seminar where we have parents come in and they get educated. The first day is full education. So they're learning where le what lead laterals are, where you can find lead inside your home, how it affects the child, um, the educational delays, the um, brain, and how it just really destroys our children and the effects that they have to live with for the rest of their lives, what to look out for. They get a full course on lead. The next day we, t we teach parents now how to have that conversation with someone else. So they get trained on how to have a conversation with an elected official about their story and present themselves and you know, really let people know like what's going on inside their neighborhoods, um, how to have a conversation with their neighbors. Some people don't know how to open up the conversation with their neighbors. So we train them on these things and we compensate them for their time for that two day training. Um, outside of that, with the children. So when it comes to the children, every other Monday we have Cooking with Cole classes. Cooking with Cole is turned out to be an amazing, amazing, amazing piece of art that I am so proud of. Why? Because we service a community that needs it so badly. And on top of that, what we get in return is we get families that are educated, families that know how to cook meals that help absorb lead out of their children. That is the whole point of the cooking with cold class. But then also we get families that in turn, they meet each other. 
They network with each other. They share stories with each other. They have a connection with each other and it's a space, it's a safe space for them to be like, oh, well, I'm, I didn't know that I was the only one that had to deal with layer hazards in my home and my, I heard earlier and I was like, yes, my landlord in Arizona, someone said that. Like, I didn't know that I was the only one dealing with that. And they find out so much and they piggyback off of each other. And it's just amazing. So we take the children and we do education with them because we have to educate our children as well. So we educate the children separately from the parents and the parents get a break. You know, you bring, we encourage parents, please bring the children to the classes. We have organizers who we separate them in age groups and then we do activities with them. We teach them and we might make dessert or something. And the parents are in the kitchen doing hands-on cooking. They're learning the recipes. They're learning what each ingredient is for, how it helps absorb lead, what is the health benefits of the ingredients. And after everything is done and we eat with each other and we fellowship with each other, we send them home with these groceries. So they we get to pack their bags of groceries and we send them home with the groceries because families are really struggling right now with this new economy. Like it's, I myself be needing groceries. <laughs> so it's definitely something that helps. But the bigger picture of it all, I don't think it would be possible if not having to have the space that have the, for folks to come to, a safe space for them to come to, a place that they trust. And a lot of, mostly 99% of these folks are from 53206, so they live in the area of the church. And for them to know that walking to the store is dangerous, Going to the gas station is dangerous. You have to bring your kids in the house at a certain time. You have to make sure that you lock your doors on your car. You have to make sure you're not in the alley too long. There's one place in this neighborhood that they know I can come at any time and I can be here as long as I want. I'm gonna get home safely. I'm gonna come here, I'm gonna be taken care of and I'm gonna be respected and I'm going to get my story out. I'm gonna meet people. I'm gonna fellowship with people and God has just got his hands covered over this place and that's at Hebatha. Mm -hmm. So it has been an amazing, amazing, amazing journey with doing this and with our congregation, with our parents and Hopkins Lloyd, working with them and working with the students and the work that Larisha has done at Hopkins Lloyd is amazing. And it's crazy because I didn't know that she was doing what she's doing. She didn't know what I was fully doing, what I was doing, but then when we figured it out, I was like, it just all goes together. <laughs> so it's amazing, it's amazing and we love it. If you can visualize Locust Street, you maybe can visualize us on the corner of 18th, one of these old brick, brown brick churches. And then if you would just look, just stand on the church corner and look to the east, three blocks away, on the other side of the street is where you would see Hopkins Lloyd Community School, which has also been, I don't know how long Hopkins has been there, but like a hundred years or something like that, literally. And then the Dominican Center to our west on 24th. Like these are the three anchors in that short section of Locust Street, and we try to be in close collaboration, again, doing nothing alone. Mm -hmm.